Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hi. Lil Barron. <laughs> Mr. Kyle Case. How, how are you today? I'm great. How good, about you? Good. You know, I'm doing fine. Great. Been a good day. Although I will say, Lil, I read a report the other day that was a little concerning to Uh-oh. me. Maybe you saw it too. It was, it was a report on the obesity rate in the United States. Mm, Did you see it? I didn't. Well, we're now at about 42%. Oh, no. Which is a pretty dramatic increase. It's it's a 24% increase since 2008. Oh, my goodness. So over the past decade, we're definitely headed in the wrong direction, unfortunately. Unfortunately. So here's the thing. In order to resolve or combat this problem, this issue, we, we have to know and recognize, we have to know that exercise is going to be part of that right. equation. It has right. to be. But we also want to talk about a few other things in addition to your regular nice 30 minute five times a day exercise regimen. I'm thinking Cheetos is not on that list. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Lil. <laughs> Cheetos is not on the list. Darn it. But there are some things that we can all do. Okay. And some of them are not that bad. Okay. Okay. The first one is just go to bed earlier. Oh. I know that I know that that may be a little more <laughs> I know you like to stay up. I, I, do. I know you do. I know oh. you do. But um, if you want to eat less, your first line of defense is getting good, a good night's rest. Okay. Uh, if you don't get enough quality shut-eye, your body increases levels of the hunger hormone ghrelin, and it also decreases the satiety, the satiety hormone, which is called leptin, and oh. that results in hunger pangs. Oh. And hunger pangs are difficult to ignore. They like, are. We, we all have felt those. We know yes. that. And studies also show that when you're sleep-deprived, you crave more of the unhealthy, high-calorie High fat foods. Oh, I'm talking about your Cheetos, Cheetos. there, yeah. <laughs> Which means you'll you'll not only eat more food, hmm. but you tend to eat more junk food. Okay. So what we just we got to get more sleep. Yeah, we just got to get more sleep. That's the first one. So it's so interesting how how connected sleep is yeah. to everything that we do, right? Here's another one. This is one I know you do. So this is an easy oh, one, and that is to carry a water bottle with you. Yes. Yeah. So did yes. you know that 60 percent of the time we inappropriately respond to thirst? By eating instead of drinking. Oh. 60% of the time. So wow. th- that's according to the Journal of Psychology and Behavior. Uh, experts believe that the mistake stems from the fact that the same part of our brain controls hunger and thirst, and sometimes we just get the signals mixed up. So not only will keeping a water bottle around help you respond to thirst correctly, but drinking water can help you feel full and it also gets your metabolism running. Oh. So carry that water bottle nice. with you. Here's another one. Okay. This is this is a little counterintuitive, but stash a snack in your bag. Oh. You like that? that? Yeah. No, it can't be Cheetos. I was just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> it might sound what? a little it might sound a little counterintuitive, but studies say that you shouldn't just push through that mid afternoon tummy grumble. Mm-hmm. Uh what what it, which, what we want to do is mm-hmm. uh, have a little something to eat. So they found that people who ate late lunches and those who got the most time in between meals end up consuming more calories during those meals compared to those who eat more often. Mm. And the reasoning for that is pretty simple. When you're hungry, your body switches into a starvation mode and it increases the production of your hunger hormones, which then causes you to overcompensate on your next meal. So keeping yourself with a little something in yeah. your stomach, a little something healthy in your stomach is a good thing for you. Here's the last one. Okay. You ready? I am. Speaking of keeping a little something in your stomach, they recommend that you keep some chopped vegetables handy 
for oh, those snacks. Yay. So again, you got to <laughs> eliminate the Snickers, eliminate the Cheetos, maybe. They're so unfun. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to say eliminate. Right, That's the wrong word. Right. Just cut back a little bit, right? Right. So when we fill up on vegetables, we're less likely to fill out our genes. Yeah. Uh, research <laughs> publicized in the journal PLOS Medicine linked greater consumption of high fiber vegetables to greater weight loss. Uh, and that's compared to diets that are low in high fiber foods. Not only do vegetables fill you up, but they're also full of anti-inflammatory antioxidants. Mm-hmm. And that'll displace snacks like your nutrient deficient potato chips and Cheetos, Cheetos right? Oh. <laughs> so listen, get out there, get your exercise in. That's yes, very important. That but remember is. that research suggests that diet is likely a, a bigger overall right. effect on your overall weight. So just a few ideas to yeah. kind of keep that in mind yeah. um, as we go along. Lil, today's guest yes. is John Olin, a former New Jersey State Police trooper. And thank you for your service, by the way, yes, there. Yes, thank you. John stayed active because of his job, but his athletic achievements went beyond that. In 2006, at the age of 66, he ran his first marathon. Oh. Lil, at the age of 66, oh my goodness. he ran his first marathon and he won his age group. Wow. So John has since completed 34 marathons, including 12 Boston marathons, where he achieved first place in his age group in 2014 and 2019. And that's just the marathons. In addition to that, he holds eight USA track and field masters national age group titles in marathons, half marathons, 15K races. He's won the USATF Florida Male Masters Athlete of the Year. And just last year in 2019, John tried his hand for the first time in track events, including at the Huntsman World Senior Games. And the success just continued on top of all of that, as if that's not enough. Yeah. John is also on our list of the fittest yes. 50 over 50. John, welcome John. to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Will. Thank you for the presentation. Well, what a incredible resume there. Holy cow. Absolutely. And, and, and starting at age 66 with your first marathon, what an accomplishment. Amazing. So, Thank you. So, John, in 2005, uh, we know that you experienced kind of a kind of a disappointing uh, experience. You, you lost your wife in 2005. I'm wondering if you'll talk a little bit about how that, you know, that 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 negative event, that that disappointing, that that sad, you know, hor- horrible event of losing your wife, kind of helped lead you in a in a different direction when it comes to your athleticism and health and wellness. Yeah, um, in 2004, my wife and I, we were living in New Jersey at that time, uh, purchased a. Uh, sort of a snowbird uh, residence here in Sebastian, Florida. And uh, we moved down here, and we liked it so very much, I went back home and sold a home in New Jersey pretty rapidly. And then uh, we moved down here in August of uh, 2004. Tough as it might be, in the spring of uh, 2005, Carol got ill with that dreaded disease, cancer. Oh, that's a bad one. I lost her on the 28th of May. At that time, um, I had always been a jogger, and just that's about it, just jogging around. And one unique thing about being a member of New Jersey State Police, we have a height and weight standard and physical agility requirements for 
part of our promotional system, okay. which included that on an annual basis, we had to run a mile and a half in 12 minutes, basically an eight minute mile. But that was all the running I ever did. Yeah, which is still a pretty well, good pace. Yeah, it's good, you know, but then, yeah, I was younger then. It was really no problem, but that was it. I really had no interest. After uh, my wife passed, I went to see my doctor, and I explained to him that uh, uh, I want to do a little change in life. And at that time, I was probably uh, 210 pounds, and I had high cholesterol. But the rest of me was pretty pretty, pretty healthy. Okay. And his instructions were immediately, uh, well, uh, health and exercise, uh, diet and exercise. <clears throat> and I explained to him, well, Doc, I go to the Sebastian gym five days a week. And uh, I said, uh, well, this is not that tough I ask, guys. And he said, I want you to do some aerobic exercise, go out, walk, run, stuff like that. And then he says, here's a diet. He gave me a diet. So I went on a diet, and I lost a, I lost a few pounds here and there, but nothing nothing really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then uh, <clears throat> my aunt, my mother's sister, uh, lived in Newport Ritchie, which is on the west coast of Florida. And I didn't know anybody here in the Sebastian area. So on the weekends, I drive over and see my, when I called her my tanta. And, uh, and by the way, I was with her all my life, ever since I was an infant. She changed my diapers. And I was reading the <laughs> Tampa newspaper, and I saw that uh, in the fall of 2005, they had a, they, uh, they had a race or rather February of 2005, called the Jasperilla uh, Classic Half Marathon. I said, when I come next week, I'm going to stop there and I'm going to sign up for that race. And I did. And I ran the race. And to my big surprise, I came in first in the age group. And I saw that was pretty darn good. Okay. A <laughs> uh, couple months later, I went to a local running store to buy a pair of uh, running shoes. Yes. And when I went up to the counter to pay for the shoes, there was a uh, eight and a half by eleven flyer that the uh, running uh, zone was sponsoring a marathon training camp uh, for thirty students to prepare them for the Space Coast Marathon uh, on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. This was. In June when I did this. Okay. Well, I took that flyer home and I couldn't put it down. I wound up calling up the coach, a gentleman by the name of uh, Bernie Scherer, who is USA Track and Field Certified Licensed coach, coach. I said, I'm 66 years old. I've never done this before. I have a desire to uh, run a marathon. I've run a half marathon. And uh, I would like to, uh, I'd like to run a marathon. And if you take me in your class, I'll do whatever you say. And if I happen to be an annoyance or I'm interfering with the rest of the class, I'll step aside and ask for a refund. And uh, But I want a shot at it. I want somebody to evaluate me that uh, knows what they're doing. Yeah. And he welcomed me aboard, and I trained for 16 weeks. And would you believe it? I ran my first marathon. I was fortunate to take the age group. That was wow. a 65 to 69 age group. I'm going to guess, John. And that got me going. I'm going to okay? guess, John, that he didn't say, hey, you're a nuisance to my class. I'd like for you to <laughs> no, step aside. <laughs> I was surprised at age 66, there was a gentleman by the name of Jim Weir who was two years older than me in the class. So uh, wow. I didn't feel, uh, I feel bad. During that period, in that training period, preparing for that first marathon, 
I, of course, now went into sort of a, a program training, and I started losing weight, and I, I started to, uh, I started to uh, really uh, come around and uh, really start dropping the weight. And as I dropped the weight, I started getting faster. So that's basically that's my start into the marathoning side. Wow! So you just jumped in, and and then you yeah. never looked back. That's the great thing. Yeah. Uh, the following year, 2007, I ran my first Boston Marathon. Wow. And uh, I used that uh, Space Coast time as a qualifying time. Yeah. And I ran my first Boston Marathon in 2007. I ran, from that point, nine consecutive Boston Marathons until 2016 when I, by that time, I had completed five of the six world majors. Okay. And uh, 2016 was my final world major, and that was London. And there was only six days between Boston and London, and I wanted to be competitive in this London race. So I, I backed out of Boston, and I ran London. Yeah. And uh, I was very successful in London. Uh, and then, in, so that was 2016, I missed it. 2017, I went back to Boston, and I've been solid with Boston, including this year, which is my 35th marathon, but that was a virtual, and I did that on the 7th of September, like three weeks ago. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. John, what what a what an incredible marathon um, career, really. Yeah. You, you've, you've, you've just, what an example. At right. 66, starting your first one, and you just keep going and going, and, and not only just going, but also having that, incredible level of success T- tell us what it feels like crossing the finish line at a marathon and then you know walking up to that medal stand knowing that you were the fastest in your age group well um <laughs> most of the times you don't know that <laughs> you really, you really t- don't know that until you sit on a computer and the results are there you yeah. know uh especially in the boston where uh, where you have many uh, uh, corrals and uh, startings. Uh, more than once I've come across, I was first. And then uh, later on, in the uh, as, as runners come in after me, but cross the distance in less time, I found my second or third or sure. worse than that. But there have been uh, two races where I said, I got this one. You know, you get that feeling. That you you've got this one. I don't you. That was your day, and no one else <laughs> in the world could have matched you on that day. So there's been a couple like that. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, and then there's some races, uh, the smaller races. Uh, for instance, like here in Jacksonville and so forth. You hang around and you wait. Sure. Uh, and uh, because uh, they readily post the results on the bulletin board. And of course, you always you always go there checking it. But on the larger races, like the six world majors and and uh, uh, world championships and so forth, you don't know until a couple hours later, really. Well, the fields uh, are so large, right? There's so many runners. Well, that's it with age group running. Yeah. Okay? I mean, if you're one of the elites and you're running uh, without the aid of a computer chip, shall we say, yeah. All right. Uh, where you're breaking the tape. Well, you know who came in first. Right. The guy you're, who breaks the tape. Yeah. You're the first right. one there. You know that. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes the, the computer, and sometimes the computer makes mistakes. But 
they always seem the way to correct sure, it. Sure, sure. So. so tons of success in marathons. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, you've, you've also decided, hey, marathons are great, and it sounds like you're going to keep working at those and keep doing those, but you've also decided you're going to expand and, and increase your repertoire. You've entered some of the uh, Masters and Seniors track and field events. What, what was going through your mind there where you're thinking, okay, I'm going to try something new? Okay. Um, in 2018, I had reached the peak of all marathon races, and that was World Master Athletics World Championship in Toronto, Canada. It was okay. a Masters World Championship. And I was appointed and fully uniformed by uh, USA Track and Field and I say anointed, <laughs> a member of, of Team USA. Awesome. So I represented the United States of America in Toronto in the Masters World Championship race. Okay. And I had a good race. I had a second place finish. Great. Wow. Congratulations. So I made the podium on that. And I yeah. was very, very pleased of it. And, uh, and it wasn't, uh, it was, uh, it, it was a good race. Everything worked out good, but there was always somebody better. Right. <laughs> and, Second place, I'll take that. Sure. So that that was probably nothing higher. There was, there was nothing higher. Now this World Master Athletics World Championship is a semi-annual race, and it's conducted in a different place every two years. Right. For for instance, two years before eighteen and sixteen was in Malaga, Spain. Before that was Daegu, South Korea. Before that was Auckland. So they move it around the world. It just happened to be that year in Toronto, which is pretty convenient uh, flight from Orlando. I can go up there. So I went there. So uh, I was very happy with it. But that was it. There's nothing higher for me to achieve in long distance running. Yeah. I, about a month later, I met a, a fella. And that race, by the way, was October of 2018. So in 2019, I met this fella up at the uh, Space Coast, and uh, he asked me how many miles I was going to run that day. I said, well, I'm going to run 14 with the group. And uh, he says, oh, that's not my game. I said, well, what is your game? Why are you here at 5.30 in the morning? Because you, know, you run here very early in Florida. It's hot. Yeah. And uh, he said, well, I run track and field. Did you ever run track and field? I said, nah, never in my life. He says, well, I'm doing the uh, Florida Senior Games next week. I said, well, that's good. Uh, let me know how you make out. His name was Frank. So in January of that year, I ran into Frank. A whole month went by, the holidays and stuff. Well, how'd you make out? Well, he, this, the, 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 the. he says, uh, would you like to run a track event? I said, yeah. I said, I'll, I'll try something to do. He says, well, I'm going to Bradenton, Florida on February uh, 3rd. And he says, I'm going to get my qualifier in for the Florida Senior Games, which will be in December of 2019. I said, I'll go over there with you, Frank. So I went over there with him, and I registered for 400 and 800 meters, right? And I was fortunate to pick up gold medals in both of them. First time I ever run it. Congratulations. I'm running, I'm running in the 75 to 79 age group. Well, that was pretty good. Uh, lo and behold, a couple of months later, I get the call that they're going to have the Sunshine Games State Championship right here of all places in Sebastian, Florida, where I live, at the high school track. So uh, would you like to sign up? Yeah. So I went and I ran that, and I ran the 1500, and I was successful in that as well. 
So that was the two track events I did. Then Frank reaches out to me. He says, how would you like to go to Huntsman? And that really hit me really good. I said, Huntsman, I said, because I subscribe to Masters News. Yeah. And there's always a, a real fine article about the Huntsman Senior Games. Sure. All I always read it. Great pictures and so forth. I said, yeah, I'd like to do that. So, okay, we'll do it together. So he set it up. Bup, bup, bup. We met, flew out of Orlando, went to L.A., got a car, drove up to uh, St. George. And uh, we spent four days there. We had a great, great time. People were wonderful. We stayed at the best Western Hotel there. Uh, our accommodations were outstanding. Uh, everything was fine. And I was ran to 400, 800, and 1,500. And I was very successful in all three. So uh, that's what brought me to Huntsman. <laughs> I finished up the year with uh, 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 the Florida Senior Games here, and I did the 4, 8, and 15. The difference being was in Huntsman, we ran the 4, 8, and 15 on individual days. Yeah. And in Florida, I had to run all three races before noontime. On the same okay. day, wow, yeah. And and I picked up two silvers and a bronze, but uh, it was evident that you know at, at age seventy nine, I was I, I slowed down. You know I it got to me doing three races in one one morning. That's yeah. a lot, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was it. So that was the Florida Senior Games, and that's that's what I did. I did four track events in uh, twenty nineteen, and uh, you're aware that I ran the uh, the Boston Marathon. And uh, in April of uh, 2019, and I won my age group for the second time. First time was 2014. The second time was 2019. So I picked up my second Boston uh, victory there, too. Wow. So, uh, 2019 a was a very, very, very good year what a for year. me with running. Yeah, everything worked out well. Well, and then unfortunately, we kind of ran headlong into a wall here in 2020, well, and I know you've had a lot of events cancel on you. John, I can't believe it, but we're almost out of time. We've only got about sure. a minute left. I'm, I'm wondering if you could share any advice. What advice would you have for someone who's just like yourself, wondering what to do, and you know, what, what would you tell them to, to jump into it and just get after it? Well, just run a, a clean life. Okay, one thing I did in 2008, I uh, went to Alcohol Anonymous, uh, so I've been sober since that time. Congratulations. And I eat well, and as you said earlier in your introduction, I rest well. I'm, I go to bed early and I, I get my rest, I get a good day. It's days. so important. Yes, but I yes. start early in the morning. I'm an early riser. Yeah. Well, what what uh, what an incredible career! Congratulations on some just amazing success. We anticipate hearing a lot more from uh, you, John, as far as success goes, and wish you the very very best. We're going to get back on track. I just feel it in 2021, and you're going to be out there uh, running your races and at the track and field events. And we can't wait to see you yeah. again in St. George, Utah, in October of 2021. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. John, thank you so much, and uh, congratulations on your in inclusion in the 50 over 50. And uh, again, we'll look forward to seeing you next October. Thank you. So, Lil. Yes. Wow. We just keep We just keep 
having these amazing opportunities with these great people on the 50 over 50. If you found John as inspiring as I did, you'll want to keep that momentum going. Head over to the 50 over 50. That's the 50 over 50.com. You're going to find the entire list of the fittest 50 over 50. In addition, you can vote for the rocking us 50 over 50. We're down to the elite eight. Yes, we are. And uh, we're hoping to find the rocking us over 50. And of course you can nominate your change makers there as well next week on october 6th lil we would normally have celebrated the huntsman world senior games at the inspiring opening ceremonies unfortunately and we all feel this but we're not going to be able to do that this year but we're never going to turn down a chance to celebrate and have a party right so on tuesday october 6th at 7 p.m mountain daylight time we're going to webcast our timeout celebration you can tune in right on our website that is SeniorGames.net. It's going to be live cast from YouTube, and uh, it's going to be a fun show. Lots of memories, uh, looking back at the past, looking forward at the future. We're going to have an incredible speaker in yes. Lori Messerschnick. She's another uh, one who is on our Fittest 50 mm-hmm. Over 50. You're not going to want to miss this show. Again, you can find that. Tune in live on Tuesday, October 6th at SeniorGames.net, and that is at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and we turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere that they're found. If you are listening by podcast, take a moment and give us a rating and write a quick review. You can find this as well as previous shows right on our website at SeniorGames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought, Lil. Okay. The happiest people don't have the best of everything. They just make the best of everything. Very nice. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.